This is the Bob McCowan Podcast brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Dave Hodge in on the Friday. We will have Perkins and Elliott and then McCowan a little later to discuss the Shohei Otani situation that has yet to be resolved as we record our podcast. Gut feeling, Dave? I honestly don't have one. Uh, I will uh, give you all my thoughts as we as, as we go, and they are varied. And uh, I just I, I don't know how you how you decide. You, it, how much attention do you pay for what's out there as supposed rumors, uh, uh, inside information? Um, all I know is uh, they could get him. And mm-hmm. when this started, I'm not sure anybody could say that. So they've come this far, and uh, you know we'll we'll, we'll see. Um, it's it should dominate the the sports news, even if there isn't any news attached to it. But uh, there's other stuff going on, and uh, as I say, without Otani, the Juan Soto trade would be you know Massive. center for any baseball yeah. talk. And there's all sorts of ways to look at Juan Soto going to the Yankees and a bunch of pitchers going to the Padres, and we'll. We'll do some of that too, but um, no, well, I, I don't think there's any point in, in you know, I can flip a coin and then give you an answer, mm-hmm. but I don't know. And I don't think anybody does. Well, the, the, the fascination is you used the word dominated the conversation. I would suggest the word is paralyzed the conversation because it's, there's, there's nothing more to talk about. And, and the baseball world waits until Otani signs. And then we figure out what happens with the rest of free agency. Bob Elliott, Dave Perkins, McCowan later on the McCowan podcast for a Friday. Hi, this is Bob McCowan for BetRivers.com. Hey, if you're looking for a sports book or casino app, you should check out the BetRivers sports and casino app today. Play all of your favorite casino games for real money anywhere and anytime. Plus, get in the action with each sports game with hundreds of sports betting options and get ready to feel like a VIP because you'll earn both loyalty level points and bonus store points on every real money wager you make. You must be 19 plus available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at one 866 531 2600 or speak to an advisor free of charge betrivers.com welcome back to the mccowan podcast for the end of the week or as they say in toronto otani day maybe uh joined by obviously dave hodge bob elliott dave perkins it's always good to be the youngest guy on the show um we are taping this show on friday morning without a decision of Shohei Otani. Um, I, I guess we'll just go with some predictions at this point. What's, uh, what's your gut, Dave Perkins? I have, I have no idea. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give this guy half a billion dollars, but, but that's just me. It's, uh, you know, he's, his price tag is based on doing two things, and he isn't going to do two things for sure next year he's strictly a dh next year and god only knows what it's going to be in 2025 but but i mean to me he's the kind somebody else should own they've never won a thing with him 
And I mean, they don't even play 500 with them. And that's with Trout near the half. So I, I you know, if they get them, fine. You know, they got to spend this money somewhere that they're going to save and not lose on the NHL deal. But, uh, you know. Bob Elliott? Um, well, I think I think the what we what I might have looked what I may have overlooked in the whole thing is uh, all those renovations, you know, and all the uh, like the stars had a number of stories on the price hikes with the tickets. I think they have to spend some money to make next season more attractive than than this past season. So I guess this is uh, if they land the guy, that that's the reason they're going after the guy. But but as uh, he he's a unicorn. Uh, but he's he's a he's a one uh, one horse unicorn next year, like he won't be like Perk says he won't be he won't be pitching. I uh, I think, think we should talk uh, long enough until we know, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then pretend we knew. Well, are we allowed to go longer than forty seven minutes? They just said bury us on MLB Network, and they cut him off before forty seven. No, we can go for we can go more than forty seven, uh, uh, Bob. Okay. We, we it might even be longer than yesterday's lunch. So. Define we. <laughs> I think the safest analysis is that if the Blue Jays uh, offer him the most money, uh, they're going to get him. Uh, the list has been narrowed to uh, two, three, four teams, whatever, who are um, in the bidding. If they weren't in the bidding, they wouldn't be on on any list. And uh, he is prepared to go to uh, any of them or he wouldn't be bothered uh, talking to to that many however many it is but when it ceases to be uh um two or more and it's only one then that's the team and uh if the blue jays are determined to get him and they seem determined to get this far then they may well be determined to give him the most money and uh, if they do uh, and they get them, they'll be applauded. Uh, it'll be a great business move. Uh, um, it'll put a DH left-handed bat into the lineup every every day next year. And if they fall short and don't get them, uh, they'll be applauded for trying. I think some people will, will, will you know, will try to make uh, fun of them for being used uh, by the Dodgers. But everybody who's still in it is using everybody else. Um, so, you know, the Jays aren't, uh, shouldn't feel bad if, uh, if they don't get them. And I think they should feel great if they do. We have seen this movie before in Toronto, Bob Elliott with the Hugh Darvish scenario a few, few years back. And, uh, it didn't, uh, at that point, and it was a different administration. It didn't leave a really good taste in many people's mouths, did it? There's a terrible amount of angst, uh, over the Darvish thing. It, it came out in the Dallas paper that, uh, uh, there was a three-day window, and on the for the finalization and the posting, it was a different process than when Otani came out. But uh, anyways, it was in the Dallas paper that that Texas had lost, and he was coming to Toronto, and there was just a tremendous amount of angst and anger here over that. I think it would match the end of the 1987 season, but uh, I think we'll see. I think we'll see some of that. Uh, a lot of that if uh, if they finish second, because the the backup plan obviously would have been Soto, and now he's gone elsewhere. So, and I don't I haven't heard them that much on the on the other pitchers in Japan. So what what what's uh, 
what's plan B if they if they fail on this guy? I don't know. Well, I, my my plan B would be to use uh, all of the money that uh, they would have thrown at Otani uh, to fill all the holes in their lineup. I mean, they're only filling one next year with Otani, right. and they still need to fill at least three others. Uh, so if they don't get Otani and they use that money to fill four holes in the lineup and they spend it uh, wisely, then they might well wind up with a with a better team next year. Uh, I don't think it's any kind of disaster if they don't get Otani because <laughs> that money's still sitting there and they've shown a willingness to spend it. But well, David, you're, well, you're a reasonable man. The fans are not always so reasonable. Yeah. But but that actually brings up a, a question that I was wondering about the last couple of days. If the money's there and they've opened the purse for this guy, do they do that for Vladdy at some point? To not to the same level, but to you know, to a point where Guerrero's saying, Well, hold on, if you're gonna spend that much money on him, how much are you gonna spend on me? Is is that a fair question, Perk? Oh, hey, absolutely. It's not just Guerrero, you gotta pay Bichette yeah. too. Yeah. And they, I mean, the Angels just proved beyond a shadow of a doubt, you can't pay everybody. They had Otani, they had Trout, couldn't even play 500. So you can't just, you know, Toronto's got hundreds of millions tied up in pitching, which the pitching's been great. You know, last year was fine. So you you can't spend on everything. You can't have an unlimited budget. They're, these guys are not the Mets. So, you know, you got to pick who you're going to pay if you're going to pay otani you're not going to also pay bichette and guerrero because you can't it can't be done so uh you know you you, you got to pick your spots where to where to spend the money and if you're going to give this guy 600 million or you know half a billion whatever it is you're going to have to take a hold somewhere else because what they've already laid out for the other guys that isn't coming back that's that's in place so I just, I just wonder, does this spell the end of those two guys in Toronto, Bob Elliott? Uh, I don't think so. I think it might spell, spell, spell the end for one of them. I mean, I think, and I think right now uh, the clubhouse leader would be Bichette for getting a long-term deal. I mean, I don't, I don't think. I mean, a lot of people were irate when Guerrero was picked off second, and. Uh, but I mean, he still dove in a bunch of runs, and he's still he's still a young pup, uh, theoretically speaking, baseball wise. Um, if he has the weight under control, and if he's working out, and uh, he still, I think he had. Uh, I saw the stat a while ago about barrels a uh, hundred miles per hour or whatever. You know, he he was among the leaders there. So, I think I think he. I, I don't think you you dump them or anything like like say uh, a guy like Manoa they might they might be tempted to give up on that guy. I would I would think that uh, how Guerrero and Bichette uh, perform uh, from from here to the point where they have to make a decision one one or the other uh, is going to determine what that decision is. And uh, uh, you know if one guy uh, go, goes into the tank then. Uh, <laughs> They won't get much for him or as much for him, uh, but they won't want to trade the guy who's performing uh, uh, well. Yet they might have to. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be dicey uh, if they get Otani to see how they manage uh, uh, the rest. As I say, 
you know, they still got holes to fill. They've still, you know, uh, can they swallow hard and, and keep Matt Chapman? Um, if they sign Otani, if they can't uh, keep Matt Chapman, uh, then they got to put somebody else at, at third base and uh, they need another outfielder and they need a second baseman. So there are a lot of balls in the air um, and Otani is just one of them and he's the one that's going to determine where all the others fall. Do they want to keep Matt Chapman? Well, I think uh, again, if if they if 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 they can't uh, find a third baseman that's that's going to you know make them uh, competitive at that position, and they can resign him, and they have more money after Otani, then and he's willing to come back, then I don't think it's out of the question. I mean, I said here a week or two ago, uh, you know, he should be signing with the Giants any day, and he hasn't. Uh, and I don't who knows about the Giants. I mean, they're always talking about being big, big in the free agent market, and they never, they never sign anybody. Um, so I thought he would be perfect for them. Uh, I still do. Uh, maybe we just have to wait for that, like we're waiting for a whole lot of other things. What, what do you think about Chapman, Perk? I think if they were going to bring him back he'd have been back already i uh, i'd say i mean they knew he was going to go free agent but but it's like david says it's otani's such a huge domino i i think they they're, they're they turned to a guy like michael a taylor who'll be this year's Kiermeyer, and and that'll shore up one area first and maybe they're looking at the you know in-house for third base uh, i'm not so sure chapman's worth the money he was pretty much an out for the last five months of the year last year. Yep. You know, uh, I mean, and he's going to, like everybody else, he's going to need four years guaranteed, five years guaranteed. And they're already in a spot. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, they got a three more years of Springer at 25 million a year and he's on the slide. So, uh, you know, it's, I think they got to be very, very careful with locking up too many guys too long. If, you start with the half billion to Otani. Waiting for the waiting for the Otani decision has kind of paralyzed the Blue Jays. It appears to do anything else. It also appeared to have paralyzed the winter meetings in Nashville. And, and uh, yeah. Bob, you you have been there. Um, uh, Perk, I assume you have been to the winter meetings as well. Um, yeah. These things were these things used to be important. Have, have have they uh have they worn out their usefulness at this point or is or is this just a, a year with waiting for uh otani to sign that uh, people couldn't do anything bob well i think it's an unusual year because of otani's situation but there, there was other years where uh there was other years where i don't know kevin brown or uh, i remember the one year uh mike hampton held things up and he went to colorado and was a disaster but uh the thing the thing about the winter meetings i think it started on sunday and they were out of there wednesday like we used to go i mean the first one i went to we, we arrived on a friday and that they had a trade deadline at that time and it was midnight uh the next friday so you had you had more time and there was people together and everything and i was covering the expos and they at at 11 45 
on the Friday night, they traded Steve Ratzer for uh, Frankie Tavares. And uh, it turned out later, it was all part of a CBC documentary. Like they could have made it on Monday, you know, like it was, your, you know, like uh, we were not impressed. The writers hang around six days, seven days for Steve Ratzer, who never pitched in the big leagues. The, the, uh, I, 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 sorry. Go ahead, Bert. Go, no, you well, go, please. Just going to say that the winter meetings used to be a lot more fun than they were because there was a lot more drinking. I mean, things used to get done in the bars. <laughs> Remember, yeah. Bob, in some of those hotels, oh, yeah. with, like the atrium hotels, like the one here, you could be up on a second floor looking in various bars. This guy's talking to this guy, and this, you know what I mean? And there was, and and yet guys like Whitey Herzog, he'd set up shop at, in the bar and order a few drinks, and guys would go to him, and Whitey would sit there and make trades. Jack McKean, I mean, was, Jack McKean, Jack McKean too. To yeah. Jack McKean was would do that. I mean, you know, and I remember all the winter meetings. I my my highlight was watching Whitey Herzog throw Go-Go Gilbert into a potted palm in, in the breakfast line. You know what I mean? Go-Go, it's Gilbert. He was he was kind of the Boris of his day. He'd said something about some player, something Whitey had done or hadn't done, and Whitey Herzog picked him up and threw him in a potted palm. It was, that was action. You had stuff to write about in those days. Yeah. And I remember- Not uh, like now. Paul Owens with Philadelphia. He- uh... Yeah. He had a few too many, and his nickname was the Pope. And he he shook hands on a on a deal with uh, John Fetzer, the Tigers. So they wake up the next morning, and uh, Huey Alexander from the Phillies knocks on Fetzer's door, and he says, "That trade don't count. The Pope was drunk. That don't count." <laughs> so they 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 washed it off. Well, I I, I gather this year they might have been the odd uh, uh, sake. Uh, consumed. Oh, there you uh, go. Yeah, waiting for uh, waiting for news that. Uh, well, we can't happened. confirm that because we can't confirm that because they didn't want it mentioned. You know, yeah. I, 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 like for instance, I can't believe I can't believe the flack that Dave Roberts took I, for saying, "Oh yeah, we talked to him from his I own mean, team." Can, can you imagine that? Yeah, for telling the truth, it, it, it's just this is preposterous. The secrecy stuff. This is. Baseball, you know, the winter meetings were held for PR purposes originally, right? I, I mean, yeah. they wanted they wanted people talking baseball in the middle of, of the NFL season, the basketball season, or hockey season, whatever. It was a PR, and now you got this guy saying, oh, you're not allowed to talk, you're not allowed to tell the truth, you're not, I mean, if that's the case, he'll fit in perfectly with the, you know, the, the media blackout stuff will fit in perfectly with the Blue Jays, you know what I mean? Let's just go back two months to the travesty of uh the oh the manager surprised me i didn't know he's gonna change the pitch you know what i mean like like and 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 all the manoa stuff yeah. you know what i mean we've still never heard anything square on that so i guess the manoa you know obfuscation was warming up for this one but i think it's well ridiculous. listen uh otani makes all the rules he makes his own rule to pitch and hit in the same game and he can make these rules yeah. to be whatever uh, he wants Everybody has to dance to that tune if there's any tune at all. We shouldn't forget. Uh, I mean, they don't sell tickets to the winter meetings. So if nothing happens, uh, you know, although it sounds like stuff has happened in the past that maybe they uh, should have sold tickets to. But uh, 
we have uh, the Yankees and the Padres to thank for the for the Juan Soto trade, which is uh, of of interest uh, certainly to uh, Blue Jays fans. Uh, we're going to see Soto in the Yankees outfield for at least one season, maybe only for one season. But the Yankees are going to go as hard as they can after uh, Yoshi Yamamoto uh, and try to at least put another uh, so-called ace into their uh, into their rotation along with Garrett Cole. If they don't land Yamamoto, then all of the pitching that they have uh, spent for Soto is really going to hurt them. I mean, Michael King at the end of last season looked almost like Garrett Cole. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, uh, and you know, they traded him. They traded Thorpe, the minor league pitcher of the year. They traded two other serviceable pitchers who are going to be on the Padres uh, uh, team as either uh, starters or relievers. So uh, San Diego tried to, you know, let's let's fill up the uh, the batting order. It didn't work. And uh, now they need pitching and they're, you know, they're doing a pretty good job of filling four spots uh, with 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 one trade. So that was that was interesting. And as we say, um, the Jays couldn't get in on that. Uh, I, I don't know that they should have been in on that, but um, waiting for Otani takes them out of uh, that. And Candelario, if you thought he was a, a third base candidate for the Jays, has gone to Cincinnati. So other stuff has happened while the Otani wait uh, continues. Well, I read somewhere where uh, Donaldson said he wanted to come back to play third. <laughs> well, uh, presumably they will have other uh, other uh, options at at third base, and they may well be those internal options that we talked about. I mean, they got a bunch of infielders that they have to do something with, either either trade them, uh, use them, uh, or uh, or send uh, one or two to the to the minors. So uh, if you love David Schneider and you want him to play second base, if you want Biggio and and uh, and Espinal to platoon at third base, I mean, if they're forced to fall back to those. Uh, to those moves then and money might make them do that who knows again otani we wait we see and then we say what now well so when obviously if he if he does sign in toronto um that is a, a huge story and into itself if he doesn't sign bob Dave's already thought that uh, expected that most of the um, money should be spent, you know, internally or to patch up the other issues. What what, what are their options? What 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 can they do, uh, even in the short term, to make sure that they have a, you know, the the starting nine are are palatable to a a fan base that is going to be very very upset. Well, I've heard a lot of good things about this Korean outfielder, but I I have not heard whether they're in on the guy. Um, there are there are some options, but it, it's I mean, we haven't or I haven't heard whether they. Uh, Gordash used to call them parallel negotiations. You know, like they were talking to this guy about this team about player A and this team about player B. Like they might be going on. I I know they had parallel negotiations going on with Otani and uh, Soto, but uh, Soto is, uh, that horse is out of the barn now. So I, I don't know. I don't know of any others uh, that we'll see. 
uh, if the focus has been too much, now, especially now that they've showed them that complex where which prevents all injuries. So the place is <laughs> needed, you know. Yeah, that's the way it was built. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, it, it, it didn't. Alex Manoa didn't seem to understand that though. Well, you don't blame them for uh, showing it off. I mean, it's uh, very yeah. impressive. I don't. It's not going to make. Uh, it's not going to make the difference between uh, the Jays and the Dodgers. Otani isn't going to. Isn't going to say I want to go to Dunedin. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I, I do think. I mean, what else could it be but money at this point? You know, if he knows where he wants to play, then there's no use waiting. Uh, but if he doesn't know where he wants to play because he doesn't know how high the, the price is going to get, then he's going to wait to see. And I think mm -hmm. that's what he's doing. Well, let's not forget the agent's LA based and the agent controls this guy, yeah. uh, as much as he controls the agent, right? And the translator, don't forget the translator. They're, they're lifelong buddies, you know, longtime buddies. And the translator lives in L.A. and apparently likes to live in L.A. So, uh, I mean, there's more to it, I think, than strictly money, because this guy's going to get an ungodly amount of money. We we know that. And I'm not sure, like, like if, it's a, if he's a Boris client, you say 600 million, 600 million, and one. Yeah. You know he's going to 600 million and one. But I don't know if if, if that's the case with this guy. I, I I really don't know if if it's strictly one dollar well, more. Gets the interesting it. thing was he he I know he he spent the time with in Anaheim or wherever wherever Newport Newport Beach or wherever. But the last yeah. two the last two off seasons he spent two and a half months living in Seattle. So I I figured they would be yeah. players. So but uh, I I they they didn't they didn't participate it, or they dropped out early whatever. Or, and or or are they are they're doing what Otani asked and have been very secretive and they're going to jump out at the last second? Could be. It's always a mystery team. That that if Seattle has something going for it. That contract that they gave Julio Rodriguez is you know like there's a few guys within the industry as you know Bob who've said this is a, a work of modern art, uh, financial art. This. You know, it's it's anywhere from two hundred and ten to four hundred and eighty million, or whatever whatever the parameters are, and it's and it's based on uh, health, and it's based on production, it's based on all these things, and and it it can put Rodriguez right to the top of the pay scale. Well, whatever passes for the top of the pay scale from year to year, year. Yeah. It, can, it can put him up there based on whatever. It's apparently quite a creative work of financial art as they say but i don't know whether that means anything to this guy i have no idea well uh we've come to to think of shohei otani as, as superman and he's going to be paid like superman um but uh let's remember he's only he's only going to do one of two things uh next season and then he's coming back from tommy john surgery to pitch in 2025 and tommy john has been uh, very successful for for lots of uh, for lots of pitchers, but uh, at some point uh, Shohei Otani uh, is going to look less like Superman and more like uh, a normal human. And I'll never forget 
the end of last season, well, just prior to the trade deadline, after the, the Angels had said, we are not trading Otani, we are trading for Lucas Giolito, we're going for it, we're going to show Otani that we want to win, and they're playing here, and it's a game that the Angels have to win, or their playoff hopes disappear, basically, and the bases are loaded in the ninth inning, the Angels are down a run, and the next batter is Shohei Otani, and into the on-deck circle comes utility infielder Michael Stefanik because Shohei Otani is cramping in the dugout and can't get to home plate. And Stefanik strikes out on a dubious third strike call, and the manager, Phil Nevin, goes crazy and gets suspended. And in my head, I'm saying Shohei Otani, at least at, on this occasion, was not Superman when the Angels needed him most. And anybody who pays $600 million or more for Otani is still going to have a question mark about how long this guy can hold up doing all that he has done so far and all that he'll be expected to do. And that was not the only time he cramped up. No. It was numerous. Yeah. In the end, well, in the end, if the if the Tommy John surgery is successful, are we going to talk more about Otani as a hitter or a pitcher? Both. It'll it'll always be both uh, as long as he can, and he's not going to hear anybody tell him that he should stop doing one thing. He, you know, he's he he is what he is uh, for as long as he can be that. You remember the year, but this is his second Tommy John, correct? Right. So you remember the year Drabeck and Drew Hutchinson went down in the same series, second Tommy Johns? And I, I researched it. Or I kind of went through everybody who'd had uh, two Tommy Johns. And uh, the the guy I found with uh, the most starts at the, the previous year was Ryan Capuano for Milwaukee, I think, and then he went to the Metsies. But, I mean... He might be better off as a reliever. He can like the way Bobby Cox put made Smoltz a reliever, or, or the way uh, uh, who was it uh, made Rigetti? I think it was Yogi a, a reliever, you know, as opposed to the starter. We he are uh, three games a week. You know, we're hearing more names here that would never be heard anywhere else. When it started with Frankie Tavares, I was going to start writing them down, but. Um, <laughs> Let's, let's see how Walker Bueller pitches this year. Let's see how Bueller pitches this year coming back off his, his second Tommy John, right? Yeah. I mean, he's a he's a terrific pitcher when he's when yeah. he's healthy, obviously. But by the way, I think Bueller, see how he does. the doctor that performed Bueller's surgery is the same guy that did Otani. Elatrax, right? So the so in, in Los Angeles, the Dodgers orthopedic yeah. guy. So Crash, maybe. I, I wonder. I wonder if there's two things. I wonder if having the the Dodgers orthopedic guy do the surgery is an advantage to the Dodgers. And B, I, you talked about interpreters, uh, Perk. Um, does 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 Kikuchi have any role in this? Have you heard anything that suggests that he would put a good word in for Toronto? I, I, that I don't. I have no idea. I, I have no idea. Well, the, the publicity, uh, I shouldn't equate social media with publicity, but uh, Kikuchi's name is certainly uh, out there. Like he's, he's, the, uh, he's the guy behind the scenes who's, you know, is trying to make a difference. And uh, um, 
why not? You know, I mean, if you're the Cubs, you're going to use Suzuki uh, to, uh, you know, call his buddy. I assume they assume they know assume they know each other. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, whatever advantage the Jays have is going to have been used already, and um, the only advantage that might not have been used yet is <laughs> the highest bid. I mean, it still right. might take time to get to that. And if and if it's them, then, uh, you know, uh, shop at the Otani store next to the Jay's store, and one's going to be twice as big as the other. <laughs> well, we, we can sit here and talk in circles about this, uh, and which is what exactly they did, I think, in Nashville all week at the, uh, the winter meetings. Uh, there are some other things that I'd love to get the comments from uh, this group on, and we will do that after the break on the McCowan podcast. Welcome back to the McCowan podcast. Perkins, Elliot, Hodge, Shannon. Uh, the other news early in the week that we have not discussed on the show yet um, was the, uh, I, I, I still call it the Veterans Committee, but there's a new name for it, but the committee that uh, put Jim Leland in the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown uh, did not put Cito Gaston into the Hall of Fame. And I'd love to get the reaction of all three of you to that news. Perk, you first. Well, I mean, I, I think he should be in. I can see why he doesn't get in. There's 16 people on the committee with a maximum of three votes. So there's 48 votes, right? Leland gets 15 of them. Pinella got 11. You need 12. There's 26. And the third guy, I forgot who it was, got 10. Bill White. So, Bill White. Sorry? Bill White. Bill White, right. So there's, what, 36 votes out of 48. That means there's 12 votes left for the other seven guys. It's The numbers don't work. But in Cito's case, I, I'll, I'll say this. There's, I looked up, there were 25 managers in baseball history who won two or more World Series. Let's just start there two or more world series he's one of them. 15 of those guys are in the hall of fame and bochi and francona are clearly going in right so that means 17 of the 25 so of eight guys who won two world series the cedar by far is the best case the next best case would be ralph hauk cedar had a better winning percentage than ralph hauk tom kelly Cito's got a much better winning percentage than Tom Kelly and Danny Murtaugh. Okay, they're they're comparable, like in terms of winning percentage. The other four guys, I'll, I'll name them and I'll buy you dinner if you tell me what team they managed. Dave Malarcher. <laughs> okay. Jim Mutri, M-U-T-R-I-E. Uh, Wild Bill Kerrigan. And the immortal candy Jim Taylor. <laughs> okay, so those are the only guys who are the other guys not in the Hall of Fame. And 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 not to make an obvious point, none of them is the first black manager to win a World Series and see to win. So how can you possibly keep them out? I, I you know, Bob, you know more about this than I do, but but how can you keep them out? Well, I think uh 
if you go by World Series wins, he he was the most qualified manager. But sure. if they go by if they go by victories and the seasons or games managed or whatever, Cito's behind Leland and uh, Davey. And I felt right. sorry for Pinelli. He misses by one vote two 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 years Twice in a row. But the thing that was against Cito, I thought, looking at the committee when it came out, it was heavily National League. Like there was Glavin. There was uh, Chipper Jones. There was uh, uh, Bagwell. Like uh, uh, the the and the management, the ownership was it was Arizona. There was St. Louis and um, Florida. So it I mean, they're National League guys, you know. So I mean, the sure. the like Jim told me. I remember Cito's last game was in Minnesota, and I stayed over to do the the Twins playing the Yankees, and. I just thanked him for putting up with me all those years. And I said, oh, I said, Jeff Ross gave you a bottle of champagne. He said, no, you wouldn't believe it. He said, Jim Tomey sent it over. I said, why would Jim Tomey send it over? Was he on that team he took to Japan, the all-star team? He said, no. He said, I, I never, never, you know, I just said load him at the cage, usually when he was the hitting instructor. And so I, uh, next day on the off day, I wrote about Tomey. And Tomey said, it's not a story. I said, yeah, it is. And, uh, I said, why would you do that? He said, well, I always respected the man, and he had great knowledge, and I heard these stories about him giving Gruber the pitches on 26 out of 30 home runs or whatever it was, and uh, he said, I always respected the man, and he had a great career, so I sent him I sent him over a bottle of champagne. So I would say he'd have something like that in his corner. Torrey was, Torrey was an American League guy. He was on that committee. Selig, I don't know where Selig, I guess Selig came the other American League guy was uh, Alderson that I, I saw. And you, you hate to say it, but th this will come up again in two years, right, Bob? Yep. So two yep. years two years from now, you're going to probably have Dusty Baker on Francona there. and Baker and Bochy, if, I don't know. If, and Bochy. And it, it, so all of a sudden. Yeah. It gets crowded again. Numbers aren't going to. Yeah. Well, uh, obviously sitting in Toronto or anywhere in Canada, and uh, uh, knowing what Cito Gaston accomplished, uh, watching him accomplish it, if you uh, uh, can remember uh, uh, back to those two World Series titles. And John, I know your first reaction was you were shocked that uh, he didn't uh, win this vote and, and get in. But I think if you step back and you realize that there's a case to be made for everybody on this list, Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, people who say Cito Gaston was snubbed need to get together with the people who, as Bob suggests, uh, would be in support of Lou Pinella, who missed by one vote for two years in a row, uh, two votes in a row. Lou Pinella played 16 seasons in the major leagues. He was rookie of the year his first year. He won two World Series as a Yankee. He uh, managed uh, a World Series champion, Cincinnati Reds, one of the biggest upsets in our time when they uh, they swept the Oakland A's of uh, McGuire and Canseco and Ricky Henderson. Uh, he had four postseason appearances in Seattle. He had back-to-back -back division titles as manager of the Cubs. He was manager of the year three times, twice Seattle, once with the Cubs. He had more managerial wins than Jim Leland, who, who uh, was a near unanimous uh, 
uh, choice here. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's arguments to be made uh, all over the place. And the Pinella argument, um, I'm not suggesting it's it's greater than than Cito's, uh, it's different. And Cito had two World Series titles after that. He lost more win uh, games than he won. Uh, was he a, a player for 16 seasons of Lou Pinella's stature? No. So you can go back and forth on it. It's really a tough, a tough way to go. And and somebody, and more than one one uh, person, is going to feel as though it wasn't, you know, it wasn't fair. And everybody uh, short of Jim Leland can make that can make that case. Uh, I, I, I'll say the same about the Ford Frick Award. I mean, you know, thank goodness that that Tom Cheek and and Dave Van Horn won as uh, announcers uh, in Canada. But Jacques Doucette was on the, he was on the ballot again uh, this year for the fifth time. Was right. broadcast every Expos season from start to finish and some Blue Jays seasons, French, en Francais. I mean, what chance does he have? And yet there are people in, in Quebec who idolize Jacques Doucette and would make a case that he's been treated wrong wrong uh in the ford frick balloting and i agree with that the three you know, david three i think there's three latin american uh broadcasters who have won the award and and still nobody uh nobody en français so i i think it's a wrong it should be corrected hopefully sometime. How, how, how much, and and uh, forgive me if this is a uh a rather simple question but how much of, of what the what cedo didn't get respect for in this balloting is personality any uh i i think he had a great personality yeah Kirk, you, you got time yeah, to tell I, the, the clearwater story with bear yeah i no i it, i mean i agree he he had a good sense of humor he's okay guy i, I mean you know i i traveled with him like bob did travel with him for the four or five years you know, from the time he took over from Jimmy Williams, when the team was what twelve and twenty four, twelve and twenty six, yeah. yeah, and they went on and and win the division that year. Like, stuff, he should have won like the year that year. Yeah, it, well, it, he was up against Frank Robinson, right? Because the yeah. Orioles had lost a hundred games a year before and took it to the last weekend, and and Frank Robinson ended up. I, I'm not. I think I voted for Frank Robinson that year, but that, that's neither here nor there. But. <laughs> You know, I I don't know. I I mean, you look at personality. You look at a lot of. There's a lot more managers in the Hall of Fame who didn't win two World Series. Guys like, well, I mean, start with the sainted Bobby Cox. You know, Whitey Herzog, Earl Weaver, uh, 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 you know, Frankie Frisch. Guys like uh, Leo DeRocher won one World Series. You know what I mean? There's so there. I I think what you mean by personality there, John. Uh, I see what you mean there. You know, guys like DeRocher were were Hollywood's version of a big league manager, right? Yeah. Dirt well, I, I mean, I I just I, can, well, I all I do is I hear story I hear stories time and time again from friends in baseball that what a great, great guy Jim Leland was, and and how in the clubhouse in his office uh, he would he would uh, hold court and people would go out of there saying, "Wow, what a great what a great storyteller!" What a, and and. I thought that this committee was one that was supposed to cut through that bullshit and 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 award people on merit as opposed to personality. Well, if he 
if if he didn't smoke in the dugout, he wouldn't have received as many votes. I mean, there was, you know, after he got tossed from a game, everybody w waited for, you know, the smoke to start uh, coming out of the out of the tunnel, and uh, that made Jim Leland, uh, you know, something different. Uh, it's been mentioned probably not enough, so let me uh, let me try to dwell on it more. Uh, and some people won't think that this should matter as much as I think we all do. But um, I, more should be made, should have been made uh, of, of the precedent that Cito set, uh, set as the first uh, African American uh, uh, manager to win uh, a World Series, and then and then two. Um, obviously, it uh, you know it didn't carry much much weight in this vote, but uh, it should have. No question, and and. You know, you can extrapolate. You can go further. Cito wins a couple of World Series with a good team. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Name a bad team that wins the World Series, you know. But Cito wins the World Series. And on comes in later years, Ron Washington and Dusty Baker and other, you know, black managers, right? I, I mean, you can't say because of Cito they, they were hired, but it there's a logical line there. Of progression, right? I mean, there weren't a lot of black managers, and then Cito wins a couple, and then there are. Yeah. The biggest, I, I, biggest, I, I, the biggest knock I heard about Cito was, oh well, it's a stack team. Anybody could manage that team. Well, I'll give you two examples. So the year, the year they win, or the ninety-two, ninety-three, they win, and I guess it happened. He arrived in ninety-one. They got Devon White to play center field. So the year before, he's at AAA Edmonton. The Angels, Doug Raider, sent him out. He said, you strike out too much. You're hitting lead out for me. You got to walk. You got to hit the ball on the ground. He comes here. Cito says, you're only leading off once a game. Do whatever you want. So he hits, I don't know, 30 home runs, 28 home runs, whatever. And I don't think we've seen a better center fielder, have we, Perk? Absolutely right. Yeah, correct. So then, and, the, and the year before Alomar got here, got, arrived here, uh, Templeton was playing shortstop for San Diego. Templeton get hurt. They asked Alomar to move over to second base. Temple, uh, Alomar didn't. So they branded him an uh, uh, immature baby. So the night Schofield breaks his leg. So Milson and I are sitting in the office with Cito. What are you going to do? He says, well, I don't know. Knock on the door. It's Robbie. Hey, Skip, I know we got Alfredo for a week, but, but if you want me to move over to shortstop, I'll gladly move over. So that, that, there are two examples. Like, I mean, if you didn't like the guy, uh, uh, if those guys didn't like the, the manager, they, they wouldn't have come around, you know? Uh, I, I think he was a good manager, a great manager. Look, they... If you they, want to talk about staff, no, go ahead. No, I'm saying they needed a new veterans committee, and here we are. And, John, you, yeah. are, you are old enough. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. If, if, if you want to talk about <laughs> stack teams... Good God, Bobby Cox, Bobby Cox had three first ballot Hall of Famers in his rotation for 15 years, right? Won one title with with arguably the by far the best team in the National League for 15 years. I mean, you know, we won't even get into how, in my opinion, Cox blew the 1985 season right here, but that's that's another story entirely. But I mean, Cox is in. I get it. He's he's there. There's lots of other guys. Gil Hodges gets in because, you know, 
the match one time. It took it, an off the, 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 the Gil Hodges getting in might be the best message for Cito Gaston because it took Gil Hodges a heck of a long time to get in. And they were, and they were, I wouldn't say they were comparable players, but Cito was a pretty good player. Cito made an all-star team too, you know, yeah. he was, he, I mean, Hodges was a, was a, one of the great fielding first basemen of all time. We get that, but, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I feel badly for Cito because the numbers don't work for him right right now with on this committee. Well, and the, the, the parameters are all over the place. I mean, Pinella's 16 seasons in, in, in uniform w with a bat and a glove uh, should have meant, I think, more than uh, the 11 votes he got. And Jim Leland never played. Uh, yeah. You know, he was, they looked at him strictly as a manager. Bill White got a pile of votes uh, in part because he was the president of the National League. And, you know, there are people uh, looking at that committee who say, you know, isn't it about time we... We said uh, umpires are important, and wasn't Joe West a great uh, guy and an umpire that everybody I mean, you know, how, how do you put all of this stuff in a row when it's so different, uh, one candidate to the other, and decide that um, the one is going to get in, and it's Jim Leland, the guy that never played in the major leagues? Well, I heard, I heard complaints that there was two, four managers is too many. But yeah, well, the mandate, the mandate of the historical committee was give us the best eight candidates. So it was uh, Hank Peters, Bill White, the two umpires, and the four managers. That, that's mm -hmm. that's what that's what it came up with. But I I think uh, most of the uh, emphasis or the analysis was on their careers as managers. Yeah, the question is, should that have been the only uh, criterion? Uh, and in large part, it looked like it was. Well, yeah, because Leland didn't play. Yeah, you're right. Yep. We we have uh, we have uh, tried to extend the show long enough to figure out whether Otani has signed or not, and he has not yet. So we will uh, we will <laughs> we will wait to uh, to see if that happens. And uh, certainly, I I think we will wait another couple of years to figure out whether. Well, Cito Gaston gets another opportunity to be inducted to the Hall of Fame. Yes, David. When, when Otani signs, this is the place for people to come to see what the commentary was prior to his signing. Before. Yeah. Right, before. before. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, th that's quite the upsell, yeah, David. Or... Thank you very much. Dave Perkins. <laughs> Dave Perkins, Bob Elliott, thanks for your time. Thank today. you very much. Thank you, gentlemen. Okay, kids, see you on. Dave Hodge and I'll be back after this. Shannon Hodge and the Bobcat to uh, finish the week. Uh, Robert, uh, we haven't heard of whether Shohei Otani is signed in Toronto. What's your gut? Uh, I think, well, my gut is he won't. You know, we have, in Toronto, we have gone through this kind of thing in many sports, many times, you know, the lure of the great athlete and will he choose Toronto over say LA or Chicago or wherever else he's looking? I say the chances are very slim, very slim. I do not expect them. I hope it happens, but I don't think it will. 
Bob, what if, uh, to go over some of what we have uh, uh, tried to analyze, uh, what if the Blue Jays offer him the most money? You think he would turn it down to go somewhere well, else? Well, I don't, I, it depends, Dave, how much more will they offer? 50 million, 100 million? Maybe then, you know, if, if it's significantly more. But I don't know that that's the issue. I, I think the issue is where does he want to live? And he certainly is familiar with the L.A. area, having been in Anaheim. And the Dodgers have the money to spend and the situation to spend it. I suspect the Dodgers will win this battle. But I could be wrong. You know, I don't have any insight, really. So I, the, the question I asked the boys earlier was, okay, they, they, they it's, it's, it's well publicized now. The Jays have... It made no secret that yes, they're in the in the hunt. They're interested in them. It's half a billion dollars they're talking about, Bob. And if they don't get them, what do you think the messaging is for Vladimir Guerrero and Bo Bichette and the other stars of this team when they start to do contract negotiations for them and the money doesn't appear to be there? Well, if they don't sign Otani then you can make the argument there's $500 million available for Guerrero and Bichette, can you? Well, that's my point. And and w would you do that? Well, I don't think you have much choice, do you? I think... Uh, I uh, think you do. Jay I mean, I, 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 this is a tough... This is they're, they're, If they don't get them, this could end up, you know, being a, a real domino of, of negativity, I think. Look, at a couple of years ago, we would have had a discussion, an argument perhaps, as to whether the Blue Jays could afford to sign Bichette and Guerrero. Forget $500 million and Otani. Um, so much has changed. The renovation of the stadium, ticket prices apparently going way up. How will Torontonians react to that? Will we still get 40000 a game at Blue Jay games? And I'm not sure about that. I think if Otani is here, I think people can will use Otani's signing to justify paying more to go to games that really have nothing to do with Otani. Has to do with the improvements they made in the stadium. So I, there's a lot of factors involved here. I don't know whether Bichette and Guerrero are here long term, but. Uh, Look at all you can do as a Blue Jay fan is hope that Otani is part of the picture. I don't think he will be, but I hope so. Well, what they, they have established uh, their willingness to spend this kind of money. Um, and uh, if they say, oh, well, that's only for Shohei Otani, and if we don't get him, uh, forget it, uh, we're not spending hundreds of millions of dollars any other way, then that is not going to be greeted uh, warmly by fans, by players like Guerrero or Bichette, everybody is going to assume that the Blue Jays, uh, Rogers, uh, have the money, uh, are going to try to spend it as best they can to put a better team on the field. And if it's Shohei Otani, great. And if it's not, then give us something else to say great about. And if it's the ability to keep Guerrero and Bichette both long-term, which probably isn't the case if they if they have Otani, then then that's the good side of this. Maybe they'd turn around and you know throw money wildly at Cody Bellinger and 
And you know, that's that's the next best move. Uh, Soto's gone, but Bellinger's uh, still there. And, and Bellinger, he's a fine player, but is he worth oh anything close to Otani? No, 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 I, no, nobody. But here, but my point, Bob, is is that there's nobody worth what what they're suggesting Otani's supposed to be getting, and you know if they if they do get Otani, then where's is there another four hundred five hundred million dollars to sign Bichette and Guerrero long term? That's the other question. If if well, if need be, I suspect so. One of them. Wow. We we I think we I think we have to. Maybe agree. that's true. Maybe we can't it's just sign them both. Yeah, when they Otani or no Otani, they may have looked into the future and already have decided that you know it's going to be Guerrero or Bichette that stays, and the other one's going to be traded, and you know it can be a Juan Soto type deal that yeah. you know stacks well, their, Juan Soto obviously stacks their system. So um, yeah, the dominoes uh, apply. To this conversation beginning part of the problem here though david is you now have otani in the discussion his name is so far up above anybody else mm -hmm. that the impact that you're going to get public impact of signing a bellinger or somebody like that oh no i'm not yeah is is negligible negligible oh, i and, don't think uh, it's wise it's wise for them to think that you know that's going to make up for uh, their inability to sign uh, Otani, but if if their thinking is, well, we got to make a big splash of some kind. It can't be Soto. It's not Otani. Uh, Bellinger's the next the next best thing, and they go and they spend money unwisely. Uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't rule it out because they are determined to make some kind of a splash, and uh, um, not, I don't think yet, uh, have come around to my way of thinking to take this money and spend it. Five different ways, and and yeah. bolster your, bolster your lineup. Uh, yeah, you think the argument that Otani can't be worth five hundred million? Yeah, not just not just as a DH. I know well, that will one, probably only be one year, but one still, year. you know, this is a guy who is hurt, who's had surgery, well, who can't play the outfield, who who right now can't throw, and while he's a great hitter, would you? Ever pay, I don't care how good you are. Is any as a DH worth five hundred million? Well, not well. The answer is no. Over time, you're going to be paying for presumably somebody who can pitch and hit. Yeah. In well, presumably, but, no, but, but Bob, you now you got me. Not, Bob, now you got me convinced they shouldn't sign him. So, <laughs> well, I think there's an argument to be made for that. Both yeah. ways, both ways. But yeah, yeah. but I, I, mean, I. He's a great, great player. Maybe the greatest player we've ever seen. And if he was healthy, I think five hundred million dollars is not unreasonable if, in the current market. If they don't get him, I really hope that people don't pile on the Jays and say they will, Dave. Well, they shouldn't. Uh, you know, this is if they hadn't got into this bidding in the first place, people would have said, you know, what what are you, a second rate team? You can't compete with the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Cubs and the Giants. No, people, uh, I think, uh, are are glad that the jays want to play in the in the, in the big leagues of of free agent yeah. spending and uh you know you, you can't you can't guarantee that they're going to that they're going to win but they can't win if you know you can't win, you cannot win if you do not play so um i i think 
they're going to get they're going to shock the world and get uh, congratulations from everywhere uh, except for the places that didn't get Otani. And if they don't get them, I I don't think there's any criticism to be leveled. Well, well, we will uh, we will wait wait and see for another day, maybe this weekend, maybe by the time this show gets published. Who knows? Thank you, Robert. Thank you, boys. Good Thanks, morning. Bob. See you. Bob McCowan, Dave Hodge, John Shannon on the McCowan Podcast. 